0: Welcome to History Books and Wine. We're your hosts, Lori Ann Bailey and Eliza Knight. We love sharing, so pour a glass of vino and let's dive into the past. (laughs) Welcome to History Books
1: and Wine. We're your hosts, Eliza Knight and Lori Ann Bailey. On this episode, we're going to talk about the world's oldest temple, Gobekli Tepe. I can't wait to hear
0: about this. I've been looking forward to it all season. But before we start talking about it, why don't we talk about what we're drinking? What are you having, Lori?
1: Uh, Today, I am having an Alamos Malbec. Mm. And the reason I chose this one is because it has these beautiful mountains in the back of the vineyard on the bottle.
0: Oh, and pretty. while
1: we're not talking about mountains today, we are talking about some nouns, and I just thought that uh, they looked similar and appropriate, so I that's that. why I'm having a yummy Malbec. That's cool. What are you having today? I am having one of my new
0: favorites. Um, I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned it before. It's called Oblivion, and it's a cab salve, and it's just very smooth and one of my, my new go-to's.
1: Mmm sounds good i haven't tried it yet i'm gonna have to grab it's really good i know you have mentioned it (laughs) definitely um give it a shot
0: (laughs) so why don't you tell us all about this awesome temple
1: okay so i'm really excited to talk about this it's a place that i'm surprised is not more well known yeah um So I have this list of places that I want to visit. I've been to Stonehenge. Mm -hmm. I've been to the Parthenon and the Acropolis. um, But there's a lot of other places that I really want to go see. And I'm sure you have some places that are on your list too. But um, one of mine that I want to go see is the Taj Mahal because I read that Beneath the Marble Sky by John. By John Shores once and it was amazing and gave a lot of the history of the Taj Mahal. That's cool. And I want to see the pyramids in Mexico. I've seen see those. The pyramids those are in awesome. Egypt. Oh, you have? Yeah. I'm so jealous. They were very cool. <laughs> and I want to go to Pompeii. I've oh, never been too. to Pompeii. Me either. I've, I've been to um, Heraklion and Crete, but I've never been to Pompeii. And of course, I want to go to the Orkney Islands Same. in Scotland. Same. And one of the my all time big bucket list items is going to Petra in Ooh. Jordan. So I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I would love to see that. Would that. Be so cool! And so obviously, I have this fascination with all these historic sites. Yeah. And one day I was wa- watching a documentary on one of them, who knows which one, or I was watching, you know, the History Channel, and a documentary popped up about something that just blew me away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a place called Gobekli Tepe. Ooh. Even the name and, is um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go into the name in a minute, okay? Cool. Because it's got a little bit of a meaning. Oh, so it's uh, Göbekli Tepe is a pretty, a pretty recent discovery in archaeological term mm-hmm. um, timelines. Um, I, I think I said it's in Turkey, but before Göbekli Tepe was unearthed. Uh, nearby discoveries had been made uh, as early as the 1960s. So, Ooh. even saying 1960s for an archaeological site is pretty new. Yeah. Because most of them were discovered long before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in uh, the 1960s, an ancient settlement, oh, and and by the way, I'm going to butcher some names here. (laughs) I apologize ahead of time. (laughs) This one is uh, Chianu Tepe. It it was discovered and it was estimated to be around 10,000 years old. Wow. that Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me that
0: things that old are still there, you know, like all of the ancient things around the world. Like you look at them and they're built well. Like how is that possible cuz my
1: house is definitely not going to be here 10,000 years from now. It, it definitely shows, you know, an advanced civilization to be mm-hmm. able to do um build what has survived. Right. Um so in 1968, the Turkish government built a dam to provide uh water to its people mm-hmm. and with the change in the water's pathways fertile grounds were uncovered and some digs began and um another one of those uh the nearby sites is called no valley chori mm. and it was discovered when um when all these projects were going on and the name technically means valley of the plague oh yeah i know <laughs> <And> <laughs> you gotta know that the, yeah, the, um, the dig there began around the 1980s. And um, while the excavations were going on, the the um, building of the waterways and developments were also going on, and it partially submerged part of it. So I don't think they're able to unearth all of that. Oh, wow, interesting. But mm-hmm, on a mound outside of Urfa, which... Um, of course is turkey sits gobekli tepi and tepi is the word for tell oh. uh in both turkish and persian languages and a tell means an earthen mound oh that's interesting mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting because uh growing up in southern mississippi there are some indian mounds oh, wow. that uh that I was able to go to as a youth and explore but uh, uh, Gobekli means belly or hill, mm. belly and bell, uh, Gobekli and te- Tepe put together as belly hill or pot belly hill. Oh, interesting. So it's you know, it's kind of like um, not a mountain, but it rises up and has like a plateau on the top. Oh, neat. Yeah. Uh, I also mentioned the name of the city Urfa which um, could also I think is currently called Shanlufra hmm. uh, it used to be Urfa and I didn't go into the history of that but I did find out that at one point it was named Edessa by Alexander the Great and was a starting point for the second crusade so this area is like steeped yeah, in all it this really amazing is. history mm. The first discoveries on Gobekli Tepe were made by local landowners who discovered some carved rocks when they were digging on the side of their land. Wow. Can you imagine if you were just, like, digging in your yard and you found something like that? I know. Well, I mean, they obviously thought they had something. So they um, held on to it for a while, though, because they were embarrassed by some of the statues. because. Some of the one of at least one of them had a penis on. Oh it. no! So <laughs> I could see why they might be embarrassed. So I don't know if I turn that in either right away. <laughs> yeah. So it took them a while to decide that they were going to do that. Eventually, yeah. and Iman uh, encouraged the men to turn uh, the stones over to a museum. And mm-hmm. when the landowners did, the curators thought the stones were nothing more than common. Oh no. Thing. were worthless so nothing had been seen like this in the area ever before so they didn't know what to make of it but instead of carrying the items home the men left them in the museum (laughs) garden just like outside they're like (laughs) yeah we don't
0: want them either let's leave them here like garbage (laughs) leave the penises
1: no (laughs) (laughs) um This does turn out to be a good thing that they left them there because uh, there was a German archaeologist in the area who had been working on one of the other sites that I mentioned before. His name was Klaus Schmidt, Mm -hmm. and he went to the museum and saw them, and he recognized the significance immediately, that they were completely different from anything else in the area that had been seen before, and he questioned people at the museum and luckily someone remembered where they had come from because they were just thrown out in the garden (laughs) i mean not thrown i probably placed out in the garden but uh, someone at the museum knew where they'd come from and took klaus to the landowner's home
0: hello there history books and wine lovers your host eliza knight here as you know, one of the reasons Lori and I started this podcast was our love of wine, history, and books. And guess what? I'm not just a podcast host, I'm an author too. My latest historical fiction novel, starring Adela Stair, delves into the life of Adela Stair, who served up smiles and love both on and off the stage, with and without her also famous brother, Fred Astaire, along with a determined young dancer with rags to riches dreams. Booklist Reviews says starring Adele Astaire has inviting characters inhabiting a richly described environment. The novel follows two women as they fall in love, survive terrible losses, and eventually find a way to stand on their own two feet. An intriguing piece of historical fiction that will engage readers and bring to light a rapidly changing world through the eyes of an early 20th century star. American Dancer Magazine says that I am a master of my craft, that I have captured Fred Astaire's work ethic, Adele's happy-go-lucky attitude, and the world happenings around their love of dance, rise to international fame, separation, and family lives. The reviewer also says, I've expertly intertwined history and fiction to bring to life the forgotten, enchanting performer who captured the American and European hearts before finding love and moving on to a lavish but difficult life that was completely affected by World War II. I am confident that you too will love starring Adela Astaire, and I do hope you enjoy the book. Visit my website, elizanight.com for more details.
1: Hi there, History Books and Wine listeners. Thanks for tuning in to our show. I'm one of your hosts, Lori Ann Bailey. Not only am I a podcaster, but I also write sweeping historical romances that will take you back in time and whisk you away on an adventure with action, intrigue, suspense, warring clans, tested loyalties and love conquering all my highland pride series follows the cameron clan in 17th century highlands when scotland was fighting for their independence and honor and family were prized above all highland deception the first novel in the five book series won the national reader's choice award and holt medallion for best first book and best historical the entire Highland Pride series is available in print, ebook, or audio. For more information on how you can be swept away on my hero and heroine's journeys of growth and discovering their destinies in historic Scotland, visit my website at laurieanbailey.com. In 1995. Wow. The Long time exca- later. excavation began, yeah, um, and what would eventually be unearthed were entire temples Whoa. buried underground. So you see pictures of Stonehenge and you think, "Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah. Look at what these people did." I'm gonna post some pictures of Göbekli Tepe yeah. on our uh, on our social media, and it is remarkable the amount of preservation the markings, the way the temple is set up, that all of it is still visible. The currently excavated area consists of two hundred monoliths, some of them up to sixteen feet tall. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and many of them T shaped.
0: It's crazy they're, how they're able to get that the stone on the top. I never like i don't know how they did that without machines yeah. or anything
1: i don't even know i would have to go back and look at the pictures if it's stones that are on top in a t or mm-hmm. it's one piece like oh, wow. the t like is they carved, carved into the stone oh my gosh which i think might be the case um they're organized in a circular layout and covered in all kinds of carved creatures and scrolling patterns wow some of the animals on, that are carved on them are vultures, deer, Ooh. boar, foxes, and snakes. And when I post these pictures, you'll see they're very recognizable. Oh, wow. And um, what what else is interesting about this is the time period that this comes from, there were no metal tools. So it was stone that was used to carve this stone. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, the monoliths did come from a nearby quarry, but they were in excess of 50 tons, like some of them. Mm -hmm. So they needed a lot of people to carry them. And another interesting thing about the site is that it seems, though, beneath what's already been exposed, there are other layers of temple. So it's like there was a temple built... It was covered up there was a temple built on top of it it was covered up a temple built on top and covered up so that's what the like imaging is showing right now but obviously you know they haven't gotten down and figured that out which is crazy because they've been now working on it for almost 30 years can you Mm -hmm. like that is a long project yes yeah and this is going to go on for a very long time yeah uh yeah. Uh we and we don't know what Gobekli Tempe was used for because it predates written words by five thousand years. Whoa. And it's the oldest temple in the world. So That's incredible. Yeah. It's currently dated to be around twelve thousand years old. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to put that in a little bit of perspective mm-hmm. and, you know, why I find it so fascinating when I've thought all these other places are amazing. And then I heard about Gobekli Tepe. So the ruins at Machu Machu Picchu are estimated to be around 500 years old. Oh my, I didn't know that they were that young. Mm-hmm. The Parthenon in Greece is about 2,500 years old. Wow. The pyramids of Giza are about 4,500 years old. Oh. Stonehenge is about 5,000 years old. So when you take all that into account, Gobekli Tepe is twice the age of Stonehenge. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So more than 6,000 years older than Stonehenge. And and just perfectly
0: preserved like you can still make out the carvings and everything that is so Mm -hmm. wild
1: yeah now it's believed the people who inhabited the gobekli tepe area were hunter gatherers but there is evidence that around this time that farming could have begun like you know i mean because we went from hunter gatherer people to agriculture and i mean obviously this is thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of years ago. But um, the the valley where in this area is very fertile and there are um, large star carved out stone areas that are circular shape mm-hmm. near Gobekli Tepe that seem to be cisterns to collect rainwater. Wow. Although it, it does seem like at the time the inhabitants or the people in the area were still mostly hunter-gatherers okay. especially considering all the animals that were depicted on the yeah on the structures that makes sense. so yeah the um structures themselves seem to have been used mostly for ceremonial reasons. So there's um, no evidence that people actually lived at Gobekli Tepe. So there's no like fireplaces or hearths where people would have been cooking and doing, you know, home owning things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there there is evidence of some animal sacrifices and bones. Mm. And there's just a couple um, uh, incidents of finding some human skulls but um, it, it just the skulls too, like oh, no other human bodies, just skulls. That's interesting. But it does seem to be that it was mostly animals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And since the excavation's beginnings, several other tepis have turned <laughs> up with similar features. So wow. they're going to keep making discoveries. But um, as of uh, my research and what I saw as a 2021, less than 5% of the site has been excavated. That's incredibly
0: low, right? Yes. I mean, 30 years and they've only done less than 5%. That means this could be going on for like another 100 or 200 years before they yeah. discover
1: everything.
0: Mm-hmm. That's wild.
1: It is. Um, and a- another odd thing about Beckley Tepe and what has probably... Helped. I mean, well, I mean, it's obviously helped and made it so that we can study it today. Is it was purposely buried. There is evidence that it was, like I mentioned before, how yeah. temples on the bottom had been covered and new ones had been mm-hmm. built. Göbekli Tepe was purposely buried beneath the earth. That um. is
0: interesting, and. I mean, I, I wonder if they have theories about why they would have buried it.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I don't remember if I saw anything on that or not. But, I mean, obviously this is going to take them years yeah, to figure out. Gonna, yeah, they're never going to, yeah. Me, mean, we never years know. years of research before I get to go visit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and by then they still probably will be in the dark. <laughs> yeah.
1: It might be a 10%, that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm... Y- when you see the pictures, you'll be fascinated. Yeah. Trust I think me. I will trust me. I can't wait. And thank you for letting me share my fun facts on Göbekli Tepe and I'm going to share lots of pictures on social media cuz I want everybody to know about it.
0: I'm I'm really very interested in this, so I appreciate you sharing all of it with us today and I can't wait to see the pictures and then kind of keep track of it for the rest of my life to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, um Now that we've um, finished our chat about that awesome um, temple
1: area, what are you reading this week? So I just finished Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. And I know, Eliza, I've mentioned it to you that I am blown away By her writing, this is my first book that I've read by her, Mm -hmm. and I know the Poisonwood Bible was one of her big ones, and there's a couple other ones. Uh, This this follows a boy, and who who knew I would ever be interested and be able to relate to a book about a young young boy turning into a man in Appalachian Virginia during the opioid crisis um but somehow i really felt for for this uh character and i think it's totally worth the read it's such beautiful writing it is a little depressing it has some very difficult subjects Mm. but i highly recommend it i can't wait i've had it on
0: my um to read list for a while and then when you mentioned you were reading it and how good it was, I bumped it up quite a few slots yeah just so I could get to it sooner so hopefully by the next yeah. time um, we're recording I'll have finished it.
1: <laughs> yeah well I'm excited. I never would have picked it up if it weren't for my book club. yeah so book clubs are good like that. <laughs> my neighbor for picking it out. yes, that's awesome.
0: Well this was really fun. Thank you for sharing everything yes. today. Thanks for listening. Anytime. Yeah. We hope you have enjoyed today's episode on Go Beckley Tepe. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the rest of this season's lineup. And look at our social media because Lori's going to be sharing all those cool pics this week.
1: I am and coming up we have guest authors Tracy Borman and Janice Daly joining us. And we have a spooky haunted history episode just in time for Halloween. I can't wait for that one too.
0: <laughs> spooky right, times my favorite. See you next time. <laughs> yeah. See ya. For more information about today's episode, click on the show notes.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at history BKS Wine for additional historical tidbits and updates. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to
0: check out our episodes published weekly on Tuesdays.
1: Until next
0: time, cheers
1: and happy reading.